Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. It's me, Luke, without Katie. Um, but instead, I've brought in a Star Wars guru, a newcomer to Bad Movie Brunch, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, so welcome Grant Whitaker to the show. Uh, happy to be here, Luke. And uh, I'd, I'd like to point out just a little uh, just a little Bad Movie Brunch super fan tip I actually have featured in an episode previously. Oh, 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 that's that's correct. Grant, you were featured as a, a question asker in the Clean Sheets Q&A, if I am correct. Yes, as if I could ever forget that that experience. Um, well, I, I, I know long, it was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> well, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, happy to be here. Not so happy about the, the topic of discussion today. Um, I do love Star Wars <laughs> well, dearly. Grant- but I figured you were the per- the perfect person to bring in because back in our on our olden days working at the new 400 theater in Rogers mm-hmm. Park, uh, we spent we spent many many a closing shift you know scrubbing <laughs> dishes and kettles, uh, you know waxing intellectual poetically uh, about the Star Wars saga, the prequels. Uh, the the sequels, looking excitedly toward the future and and what dreams may come with Rogue One and Solo and you know we watch those kind of come and go. Um, Man, and what we're what specifically happened? talking? <laughs> yeah, we're specifically talking about the latter. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story, the second spinoff, uh, theatrical spinoff, um, following Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and. Boy, oh boy, where to begin? You know, first off, I guess I'll ask uh, at the at the top of it, like, do you like Solo? Where do you like? Where do you stand? Like, both, I guess, in favor of this movie, and give me a little background for the listeners that don't know you as well as I. Um, you know, sort of what you fuck with most with Star Wars. What's your shit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, coming up, we we both came up. You're a little older than me, but we both came up in the in the prequel era. Um, and so maybe, maybe if there are some older listeners, you know, they might've run into this a fair amount where we're, we're part of this generation that almost can't even like conceive of star Wars just being the good old shit. Um, I, I like, you know, my star Wars was always something that was like a little tinged with like schlock. Um, and what was also like, like extremely complicated, uh, balancing between like these two continuities and all these cartoons and toys and stuff that I was like at the right target age to be for. And I just so happened to grow up a nerd. So it was really, you know, I really absorbed it all. And, um, and I was really invested in the, in the franchise as a whole. Um, and then the Disney acquisition saw some of my favorite you know, Star Wars stuff kind of kind of get thrown to the side. Knights of the Old Republic, a, a video game I cherished that kind of expanded on early Star Wars history. You know, the old uh, Clone Wars cartoons before the um, the Filoni take uh, George Lucas's Padawan, as he's uh, as he's often called. Um, yeah, and I know you had some of that too with like the Force Unleashed getting. Uh, getting the the axe from uh from disney so you know i was uh, not devastated uh excited i think for for some new stuff so I, I came into solo with an open mind 
and uh, a knowledge of what Disney was replacing and kind of drawing from, uh, where they were trying to go, maybe what they were trying to say. Um, and we ended up with uh, like uh, some very some real harsh reality when it came to kind of the movie making process, I think. So Solo kind of came out and it, it was, well, you know, like even before it came out, there were all these tremors and warning signs about all these problems they were having filming it. And then when it came out, it was uh, bad. And I, I had mixed feelings at the time, but uh, much like Kylo Ren, uh, moments before chopping uh, Palpatine's little little puppet, little big man puppet in half. Uh, now, now you can feel only conviction and resolve in me because uh, I tried to watch this movie again for this podcast, and I, I fucking, I hate it so much. <laughs> it's so bad. You know, it's good that you 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 mentioned the prequels and talk about like how. You know, we grew up in a world that was already sort of, you know, brimming, like, so much Star Wars shit to choose from on every single medium. And I honestly I honestly think that a lot of us being raised to the prequels, uh, you know, Lucas sort of raised this generation of apologists where, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, like, like we didn't really think about whether or not those movies were good. They were Star Wars, and that was awesome. Like, I, I never, like, I wasn't critically thinking about film. I, some, some would say I'm still not, to be honest with you, but... I wasn't I wasn't worried about it. I just loved him, and like there was nothing that gripped me harder, like dramatically, and like a, in a cinema uh, <clears throat> in that time period than like watching episode three. And uh, you know, I bought into the into the into the opera of it all, um, it, and it was incredible. And so there's there was something that felt very heartbreaking when I remember all the advertising for episode three was just talking about like the saga is complete. Like this is the end, like this is the end of star Wars. And like, how could we actually be seeing? And I guess I was naive enough to believe that that was true, uh, which was foolish. And then, like you said, we get this Lucas acquisition where it's been both incredible. And uh, there's been some speed bumps as well. This being one of them, but I think it's impossible to even dig into solo without first apologizing. Cause I'm a star Wars apologist. Um, while I don't necessarily, um, care for this movie, um, it was kind of fucked from jump street from conception. Um, the idea of taking a character that's always sort of been, you know, shrouded in mystery until we find him in the, the shady setting of most Eisley cantina, Han Solo, the, the, the badass, uh, you know, the, the gunslinging millennium Falcon flying badass scruffy nerf herder um i don't know how much i want to see the background for him i like seeing uh luke raised from you know whiny farm boy to jedi master i'm even cool with seeing pod racing anakin raised to to jedi knight to sith lord to back to bringing balance to the forest that's fine that's a complete saga for han i don't know if we ever needed that so on a conceptual on a con- on a conceptual level it's kind of uh, a tough go. And so if you're going to do it, you got to nail it. And then you end up having a production, like you mentioned, that's marred with uh, all sorts of issues. I mean, you have your, your directors, uh, Lord and Miller, they were direct, they were directing it and fired midway through production. I mean, they were weeks in already. I don't know if it was midway, but they were into it. It's sort of an unprecedented thing. And then Ron Howard came and it's incredible that he was able to, you know, reshoot so much, recast entire roles, put together arcs and still come out with a movie that, you know, kept its May release date and dropped, but 
the problem with all that is if you're going to do it, you got to nail it. And you can't nail it when all that stuff's going on behind the scenes. You're never going to make your nut. You just doubled your budget to shoot the movie twice. And it's not uh, uh, a guarantee like Force Awakens was or even like Last Jedi was. And not to mention you're coming off the heels of Last Jedi, mere months after Last Jedi coming out. And if you recall, that was probably, I think I've said this to you before, that was the most divisive film uh, in Star Wars fandom since fucking Phantom Menace. So yeah, no, I mean, there's there... a lot riding on this movie to succeed and you can't just have an okay movie. And unfortunately that's what we get with solo. I actually went back and rewatched rogue one, which was very, I think widely accepted, uh, by Star Wars fans and critics alike. I love it. I still love it, but that's also, uh, a little more, behind the scenes uh than the plagued production of solo but gareth edwards got bumped uh and they brought in another director to to do reshoots it still is his movie and it's still labeled as the director but they changed the whole like third act of that movie if i'm correct or from what i'm understand from rumors i mean Um, over over if we if we look at the disney like cinematic entries so far um rogue one solo and to an extent uh, Rise of the Skywalker, which you know ha- I don't believe had started production in any meaningful way when they overturned the previous directorial choice in favor of J.J. Uh, Abrams. Um, I mean, that's like that—that's three major upsets in terms of like the the directors of of all these films, which is I, I don't think ever a good sign. So it's like, so it's like, and it's almost like, what are you looking for? I, I'm not, I'm yeah. not trying necessarily to criticize Kathleen Kennedy or anybody in charge because there's so many good things happening. I mean, Favreau and like you mentioned, Filoni, like the Mandalorian came together from those guys, uh, among other people, and that's phenomenal. You know, we had Fa- Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order come out. Uh, I've played it twice. It's phenomenal. Like we're getting yeah, that, lots um... of good shit. And that rebels, that rebels trilogy. cartoon TV show. I mean, you know, it, it was yeah. it was more family oriented, but yeah, and they're finishing up the Clone totally. Wars now. Yeah, yeah. There, so there, so like, there's been it's it's so and and books too. Honestly, like I, I haven't stopped like engaging I mean, with all this stuff. Just a wealth of Marvel comics. At first, I was yeah, trying to buy as beautiful. many of the Marvel comics as possible, and I couldn't. I was like, "There's too many," but it's damn good. I'm happy I own some of them still. Like the Vader series they did was great. The main Star Wars book was great. I read yeah, some I read Lando the first volume of that. It was very good. I read some Poe Dameron. Like honestly, it was uh, it was building the world the the same way that you know the cartoons when we were kids, and also the expanded universe that by and large got wiped out, including Force Unleashed, my beloved. Um, yeah, kind of so, doing it all over again. So, but and like, so, and so here solo. we are. Yeah, so Solo. What is Solo? I mean, when when we're looking at these spinoff movies, what Rogue One adds to the canon is like a very direct plug-in to Episode Four, right? Like the we we open Episode Four. This is honestly a question that I had never bothered to ask. I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but we enter into Episode Four with this high-speed pursuit, um, you know, with this tiny rebel ship about to, about to get bowled over by this huge you know, industrial military complex kind of actually <laughs> it's funny. Um, the way that my audio is working out, it's actually making little star destroyers in the, uh, in the, in the, you know, on the file on the recording thing. 
Um, That's very cool. My cat's meowing, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, bug. Ah, bug, miss that guy. Um, no, but <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah. I, I know. What you're, are you trying to get at that? Like off it, the jump, it's not exciting enough. No, 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 no. That... What, what I'm saying is that like Rogue One is answering a question that I had never asked, but I'm kind of I'm I'm happy to have it answered. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a cool. I can see them filling in there. You know, like there's a story there. How did the how did the rebels get these plans? Um, if you're if you're and, looking and, for and he, a rich vein to mine, that's not a bad one. No shit, and they're done. And they're done a huge favor. I was just thinking about this the other night when I was rewatching Rogue One after rewatching uh, Solo, and Rogue One has done a huge, huge favor by getting to create an entire cast that they get to kill off. Yeah. So there, you're not. You're, you don't have to do any of these main characters justice like a Han Solo or, you know, a Luke Skywalker. Like, you know, they did Luke in Last Jedi and it pissed a lot of people off, kind of myself included. Uh, like, you don't have to, like, fulfill this thing that's, like, almost impossible to do right uh, the, the way that the, the new Skywalker trilogy kind of had to do and the kind of way that solo has to do because rogue one it's like oh here's jenner so her dad uh invented that one little flaw in the death star that you always thought was stupid but actually it was there for a reason we just made that awesome good job sweet retcon uh and we get to do like a dirty dozen kind of thing where we kill everybody off everybody's gonna die and it's a war movie so we get to kind of just play in this fun little fun little not fun but like this different sort of it's extreme i mean also it's extremely also set fun in the time i would say extremely fun but gritty too um yeah and you're right though a lot of fun characters alan tudyk is like his uh k2so is amazing uh baze malbus and the guardians of the wills those fuckers are hilarious i mean there's so much good stuff but i'm saying they were done a unique favor by not having to live up to uh as much as solo uh it's just it's just almost impossible and then i don't know um if i if we're gonna do young han this movie starts like 25 minutes too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they yeah. have to do, they have to do that love, the love thing to start everything off. And first of all, that made me feel yucky. I remember when we watched it in the theater, it made me feel yucky. I was like, I don't know how much I want to want to see Han, uh, who's, you know, in my heart for my whole life. It's been Han and Leia forever, baby. Um, and was further sort of accentuated in the, the new trilogy, even though they had fallen out, like had a falling out, um, by the time we picked things up in, uh, Force Awakens, they had a child, they were in love for many years, uh, and that's the way we've always seen it. I don't want to see my dad kissing his girlfriend before my mom. I just don't want to see it. Yeah, uh, no, as much as I adore Amelia Clark, she's wonderful, but doesn't that make you just feel off put? There, there's, I mean, there were, there was a way to do it, right? Like... First of all, like you pointed out, Rogue One's a war movie, and then like the and then the triangle that is Star Wars, where you got one part war movie, one part like mystical night story with heavy kind of samurai leanings, and one part cowboy. Like this should have been the cowboy movie, um, and so you know I, I I don't I don't know if I necessarily Which we got with Mandalorian later on. We, we did got that western eventually, and thank God we did. Hopefully, we can get a we can get a nice. Uh, delicious a helping of that uh that samurai jedi wizard stuff with this upcoming like high republic uh uh movement that they're doing it's it's writing for now it's books and it's books and comics for now but we're hopefully we get an entry that's a little more av 
uh, somewhere down the line. But Solo tries to tries to do the cowboy thing. I think it's um, I think it. I mean, I I don't expect uh, you know to your point. Yeah, I don't want to see my dad kissing other girls, but you know, I also don't expect Han Solo to have been a, a blushing virgin by the time that he you know got to got to Leia. He he definitely seems. Um, you know, experienced and 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 I'm I want of course, of course, of course. But listen, but it's I'm not true. No, but no, be... no. And we're I'm agreeing with you here because the way that they play this Amelia Clark character, he's like giving her his special dice, which were just like a hood ornament, I think, in the originals. But which they're, was they're like, all sorts of important in the in these newer right movies. and like and was signified at like like as like here's the thing I got from Han Leia, my sister who I haven't spoken to in years. Uh and and he gave her the dice Luke did in Last Jedi and it's like fucked. So like I don't know, I don't want that to be Amelia Clark's as much as I like her. I don't want that to be Kira's. Yeah. And I also my th- my thing is I'm fine with Han uh not being a blushing virgin uh and I just kind of like the idea of him being loner until Leia. And I understand that you can use Kira as like this is the straw that broke the the, the camel's back. This is the, this is the heartbreak that made him kind of like the cold guy and stuff. But I I don't know if that's what I do in this. I think you go you go buddy cop bromance with him and Chewie. Yeah. Make that the rom com. You know yeah. what I mean? Like well, no, I mean do I don't the rom com angle. I, like, uh, I, I don't that, mind him. And you you keep like look he... at, look at the pieces at hand. Like I think you yeah. keep the Woody Harrelson uh, Woody Harrelson uh, mentor. I think you keep him and Chewie meeting. That's awesome. And I like Lando and the Castle Run. But I think if you ax that that whole like lovesick angle, it does the movie such a favor. Yeah. Well, don't don't make him like you can have Amelia Clark in there. Just don't make them like destined childhood friends that like came up in the shit together. It's like oh oh my god. And then like their separation is so bogus too. Kira, like you know what I mean? It's so bogus. I just don't buy it. I'll I'll go over here, I suppose um i just don't get it yeah and the, and the I, weird I spider know. the weird spider worm crime boss that isn't job of the hut because they because mm-hmm. for some reason in a in a time and a place where disney has all the cards in the chest and they're willing to they can do anything to mine, they want they, they, they'll pick up darth maul and they'll pick up uh admiral thrawn and they'll throw them in expanded universe stuff in their in their new thing they'll they'll mine anything they refuse to put job of the hut who is perhaps like the most like reproducible figure in fucking Star Wars. Like like the 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 main three for the new ones, you know, we've lost Carrie Fisher. It's a tragedy and they're and they're only getting older. But Job of the Hut like you I I Ageless. Ageless wonder Job of the Hut. You can you can you can put a hut in anything. And you know what? Like we have a new Kermit the Frog. I don't think it's sacrilegious to put a new, we have a new R2D2, don't we, for Christ's sakes? Like Jabba should have we been have in new, this movie. I mean, we have a new Chewie. I know it's not a Muppet, but Yeah. Oh no, I mean, hey, even hey, uh, absolutely. R.I.P. Peter Mayhew. Yeah. It was it was a weird it's weird what they chose to to draw on. Like, you know, we, we have the Kessel run, obvious everyone expected that. Um Although there's like a and yeah, of course, of course, I want to see the Kessel Run. You want to see Lando win because I want to see Han win the Falcon yeah. against Lando. Of course, I want to know Lando fucks robots. Maybe not that last one. You know what? I, um, but, but they don't like they like they, like that's they a, fuck. Well, I, I I believe in my heart that they fuck, but they don't play They've it like up. they fuck. They they play it like yes, they, they, they like did. they're soulmates. 
No, what? she even said, she even said, she's like, how would that work? And she's like, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what I just they smashed. They I'm they, not they debating you. They bolts. smashed. I saw it. She's like, mm, I don't know. I think Lando's. You don't in love think with that? Me. You don't think Lando hooked up with L three? I. You are putting words in my mouth. I'm saying that they fucked. What I'm saying also is that it's not the Lando, Lando like Schmaltz that I'm expecting. What I'm what I'm saying. No, the no. I'm 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 minding the audio. Don't worry. It's not gonna pop too high. Um, <laughs> but what what I'm saying is that. Lando, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel, I don't want it to feel skeezy, obviously, but it didn't feel casual enough, I guess. I don't know. What's skeezier, Lando having sex with his droid or Lando in Rise of Skywalker being like, let's go explore the galaxy? That, <laughs> that no, like, no, young girl. Listen, I love Donald Glover and I know that I, I I'm pretty sure you like him in this role. I really don't. Because that Billy, that Billy D, amazing casting. That Billy D, that like felt like he was hitting on this girl half his age, um, who I think in some versions of the script in in this most recent movie is like actually supposed to be like maybe his daughter secretly or something like that. I know, but like, tell me, like, don't get me started on Rise of Skywalker. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Sure, sure. I mean, maybe we'll get to a place critically where, like, that'll have a place on Bad Movie Brunch, much as that breaks my heart, because I do dearly love that movie. Um, but what I'm saying is that the la- the way Lando talked, like, well, let's go find out to that to that lady in Rise of Skywalker, is how I remember Lando feeling. And there isn't a single point where Lando talks in this movie where I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. It doesn't even feel like a younger version of him. I, I, it just it doesn't feel right. No one in this movie feels right. There's glimpses where the where where Alden 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 how do you say the guy's name? It's like Alden Ironreich, I believe. Ehrenreich, something like that. Uh, and uh, you're right. He, there are glimpses where he nails it, and some looks and facial expressions where he nails it. But the problem is they were like all in the trailer. Yeah, and the, I, I don't blame the, the Chewy dude. guy. Nails it. Whoever the Chewy guy is. Well, of like, course. Yeah, terrific. <laughs> of course. Um, I don't blame. It. I think, and even Lando, like you can see, you can see it, like in some lines with Donald Glover, it comes off like sort of like a, a Billy D impression, and then other times it doesn't sound like that. And I think that's maybe a product of having three different directors on, you know, two different movies. Oh, I don't, I I don't doubt it at all. There's a lot of problems here that like with one, honestly with, um, if they had just let the, I, I wonder sometimes if we lived in the world where they just let the, let the, you know, crazies run the madhouse, let Lord and Miller just like finish their production and accept whatever it was going to be. Well, like, like I'm in sure hindsight, I'm sure there were serious totally. problems. I mean, like it would have cost them less money and it probably would have made more money if we got the full like Lord Miller uh, vision. So hindsight being what it is, I'm sure they totally wish they could do that. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sorry, um, I cut you off. no, 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 not at all. Um, it's, it's a, it's a point well taken that hindsight is kind of 2020 and you know, the, this is the this is the other end of the sword from uh, the 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 double edged lightsaber. Um, I think our, our friend Jake said something something similar to that when we were. There's a joke in there somewhere about how lightsabers don't have edges at all. Like it's an omni edge. It's double bladed. That's in solo. Hmm. Oh. 
Oh, no, I was just, like, just, that just like, like like a double-edged <laughs> sword, but all it's all edges. Every part of it's an edge. Here, you want to know what I'll give Solo? As as much as I love the answer, uh, the answer of the age-old like question, like why was there that one flaw in the Death Star that would be like, you know, how is that possible? Yeah, um, I I love that as much as I love uh, uh, Lando calling him Han. Um, and like him being like, it's Han. And he's like, all right, Han or whatever. Because like he totally always calls him that in the original trilogy and like nobody else does. So yeah. I always wondered like, what, how am I supposed to say it? Am I saying it wrong? Is everybody <laughs> but Billy D saying it wrong? Like, and it's like plagued me my entire life. So thanks for clarifying that this movie's canon, but for every cool thing like that, you have the bullshit way they come up with, Oh, you're by, you're Han solo because you're by yourself like oh god i mean that's me. unforgivable kill Honestly, me like, beat the shit out of me until i'm unconscious and don't remember that movie moment you know you, uh, i might be over the top I, the energy no, without no. katie here is way different i feel like, I'm like i feel like, that energy oh boy yeah um when it when it comes to when it comes to han solo's backstory from the original like like let me can i can i throw this at you the old han solo Please. backstory grant take it take it away i'm hot right now Han Solo used to be like first of all, Karelia, the Karelia we see here isn't like Diet Coke. Yeah, it isn't like the it isn't the Karelia that, you know, fans of the series knew. Um because Han Solo grew up like with, with like a decent amount of privilege. Like it it wasn't like he was like rich or anything, but he was like a normal dude. It was like a normal family, not like slaves to a crime boss as he would be later in his life um he just you know he he lived on this planet that was famous for its fast spaceships and he had an interest in that too and you know much like we see in the movie he uh he joined the imperial flight academy he flew for a while and then he was like fuck this uh and kind of went awol and that's kind of how he how he slipped into the underworld and it was never for like higher virtues or to find his maiden love or anything. It was because he was bored and he was kind of an asshole. That, that, like, that's the thing that I wanted to see most in this movie. Like I wanted to see, I, I, I mean, not necessarily that I think this kind of movie could be made or, you know, maybe this is just, this is, this is just me talking from like a, an angle of just absolute supreme madness. But like, I wanted him to kind of be a bit of a chauvinistic pig. I wanted him to be kind of like a like like a scumbag. I like I didn't. I wanted I wanted young Han Solo to be an asshole that would later that would grow up later, and you start to see that here. Maybe you know he gets to know Chewbacca. You get the buddy cop movie. We get to see a glimpse of the best of him that we you know later get to confirm. Um, but I don't, I don't want him to start this movie as a wide-eyed idealist and end it, um, as a, as a, as a, as a goofball, you know? And, and he almost gets there. It's, and it's juggling that tone where like, like we get every different, like they're throwing uh, like all that stuff at the wall in this movie and none of it sticks because you can't really find a, a, a thread to, to continue on. Yeah. Um, is the unfortunate is the unfortunate truth. And you know, I'm thrilled it was on Netflix because it, it, it wasn't like it wasn't tough for me to pop it on and it wasn't tough for me to watch. I was actually like obviously when I watch shows for the the uh watch stuff for the the podcast, it makes it more fun because I know I'm gonna talk about it, so I pay a little more attention and everything else. But 
you know, it's one of those classic situations where I end up loving the world of Star Wars so I can watch this. Um, and I like it more than the plot at hand. And maybe that's because, and maybe from the jump, Star Wars has always been such an amazing uh, galaxy, if you will. And that's like always going to outdo, it's always been bigger than one mere film. So I can take something on this on the chin and like talk about like what I don't like about it, but I'll still like, I'm Star Wars for life. You know what I'm saying? And oh, so, I get you. Like, maybe I lost where I was going with that. Cause I'm, you know, uh, you know, you but, were still able to enjoy the movie despite its flaws. Sure. And it's like, obviously now I'm a grown up and we talk about the prequels and I go back and look at that and I'm like, I mean, you know, I think this pod, ra- pod racing section is about like 10 minutes too long, but, um, I love all the lightsaber action. So this movie's still sick. Like the politics of this all interests me. I actually think the arc of, of uh palpatine like making his way through that trilogy is really cool yeah um so i can i can get through jar jar binks and things that may bug you i don't know it's Man. always it's always kind of a it's always kind of a trade thing this star this this this, this these movies are the trade federation <laughs> uh racist is that right ra- what no is the, the trade tra- federation the trade the trade federation is a is a fucking caricature of chinese people I did not know that. Yeah, well, uh, pay careful attention to their accents sometimes, and the uh, oh my God. the outfits that they wear—they look like imperial Chinese, uh, like magistrates and stuff. Oh my God, dude! The prequels are canceled. Well, hey, and the the techno union guys look like the cavity creeps. So you know what's up. Christ. Um, yeah. It, so, so one question I want to ask you, actually, and it's been on my mind, um, revisiting Solo and then kind of seeing how the property has shaped up in the intervening years. What do you think of that, like that, like sequel hook stinger at the end for like Amelia Clark and Darth Maul and all that <laughs> business? That I, I have to guess, we are never gonna see resolved. Like maybe in this well, well, Clone Wars cartoon or in like a comic book somewhere fuck maybe it's done already but like what do you what do you think about if, that now if for some reason there was like some cult audience for this movie that i don't necessarily know of um it would be such a sweet disney plus series um to have bring back amelia clark and do amelia clark and darth maul i mean that's a series dude and everybody wants to more more darth maul there's only about 10 minutes of 10 10 to 30 minutes of Darth Maul in our lives aside from the cartoon well live action or whatever oh I'm so glad that you mentioned cartoon because like it's the most bizarre choice for I know you're you're making your way through the cartoons now right or trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to I watched the movie speaking of Jabba I mean that was a very Jabba centric like pilot slash movie um maybe that's why they didn't watch I, exactly. I wonder. Maybe they're like. Maybe we've just seen too many fucking huts. But <laughs> you'll see more um, by the end of that cartoon series if you push through. I'm trying to. So I'm a trying. Ton to. of huts. It's pretty good. It's a lot of episodes. Um, oh my god. Yeah. The the and rebels. Also, that feels like a weird retcon. It feels weird. Sorry. Let's talk. It feels weird to me to try and watch that and be like, how would that never be mentioned in the in the in the prequel trilogy that Anakin has a Padawan? That gets on my fucking nerves, man. Well, it's, we're gonna, yeah, no, I mean, it's something. That How Luke, frustrating is that? It's, it's, it, this is what Lucas would always do, right? Like he would, 
introduce like an idea he would correct himself later and then through further media the the inconsistency would be explained away in this case at one point uh lucas mentions that at, at some point in some book somewhere it's definitely in the like jedi manual book that came out that that used to have the expanded universe stamp on it uh, that used to be used, used to be canon but basically the idea was that a jedi knight you became a jedi knight after you finished your padawan ship and you could qualify to be a jedi master after you brought a like a padawan in like to completion right um so there was there were some offhanded lines and bring a padawan to completion that sounds wrong grant you you gotta grab him by the grab him by the fucking braid canceled (laughs) that's what it's for and then you gotta snap that off and they're a full jedi see now you thought i was gonna go someplace with it but no you gotta complete their training and that's thank god because i don't want to edit this thing no i know i know i wouldn't do that to you my sweet boy um yeah so so they they inserted that after the fact for um ahsoka tano uh secret padawan to anakin skywalker and they've got like a decent reason why she's not around when episode three starts you're gonna have to wait to see it but they they closed that loop i think pretty effectively and then any residual feelings about it get answered in the Rebels cartoon. But what I really want to fucking say on this line of thought, specifically about Darth Maul, um, say it is that he had like hit like so he survived Episode One. This is news to most people that are walking into Solo that haven't watched the cartoon. So that's going to be a moment Me. where they're like, "Yeah, you were." I remember you were like, "What the fuck." But w- like and at that point, what? I was so done that I'm like, oh, a, a fucking Darth Maul tease is cool, but it's not going to like it's not going to be enough for me to be like, oh, this movie rocks now. Yeah. Yeah. But and the timing could not be worse for me who's watching the cartoon. I don't want to like layer a spoil. I like if you're having trouble getting through the Clone Wars, I think it might be years before you get to Rebels. Um, but he's he's in Rebels and around the time that that had happened his fucking arc was complete like all of the darth maul that we were ever gonna see on that show was done and it was extremely satisfying and it was it was the best it was like the best it had been in a while we got we got the big darth maul answer we got the big like final moment we were all waiting for it was extremely well executed well acted by the cartoon voice actor for Darth Maul. Everyone, everyone came away, glowy feelings in their stomach. Like a month later, Solo comes out and he's like in it. And the question is like, what? Like I, we know what happens to this guy in excruciating detail. Why did we need this too? What are we, what are you talking about? And I think even based on what I've heard about this most recent season of Clone Wars, this like seventh season of Clone Wars, I think that I think he's going to come back for that and that's going to tie in to solo maybe a little bit. That that's a that's some speculation on my part but just with how the timelines are kind of lining up. But like what a weird way to like cross manage your schedules on your property to like 
bring a bring an artful end to a character and then immediately use him as like a cheap tag end to try to save some face with your audience in this movie you don't have confidence in. It's strange. I mean, maybe they thought it would be like the equivalent of the Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. Which was introduced for similar reasons, right? Uh, Totally. Like, because uh, they're like, oh, we need a lightsaber in a Star Wars movie. We need a lightsaber. And I'm like, yeah. But, um, you know, Mandalorian had no lightsaber and that was dope. So, you know what would have been, you know, where they could have put a lightsaber in Solo? If, the, if, if you had had someone that, you know what, scene crafting over here. What if in the like dirty dozen crew that they assemble in the ideal solo movie where they just assemble it once and there's not a need for like a second heist after the first failed heist? Like if that was yeah. if that was just coaxium, a... Grant, we need coaxium. Yeah, the galaxy need... needs it. We need coaxium. We need to give uh you know a, a dead sad woman to Woody Harrelson to gotta kill off this fun yeah, let's kill it, alien kill everybody's creature. Woman. Yeah, um, like, what if one of the people in this Dirty Dozen had been, like, a Jedi washout, or, like, a real fucking, like, schlub, um, who was, was, like, just a, just a, a loser, someone to really make, like, a young Han go, like, whoa, a real Jedi knight, and then to just fucking buffoon it up, a drunk Jedi, yeah, dude, and like General Rom Coda after he's blinded by a star killer midway oh, yeah. through Force Unleashed, the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, of course, it'd be amazing, Grant. I mean, like, God, pitch that movie. Like, <laughs> get a hold of Cold Call Disney and pitch that to Disney Plus. Like, don't, don't, don't waste it here. Yeah, yeah. No, well, you of course, know, I mean, like, there's a million ways to like, to like. It's a, it's a well taken point. It's an e- It's, it's easier to be an armchair critic, and God knows. I'm not fucking well, alone in doing double, it. The double bladed lightsaber. That's the double bladed lightsaber of bad movie brunch is like, I'm not sitting here saying I got all the answers. Cause I absolutely don't. And usually I'm hyping up things. Even here, I'm trying to be like, there are things of solo. I like, uh, I collect Disney pins and I have solo pins are easy to come by. And I love star Wars. So I've got like three different Donald Glover Landos just chilling. After, you know? Yeah. After, um, after my first viewing, I, I think I felt the same as you, but this second one, I mean, maybe it's just like the less optimistic times we live in, which is really saying something. I was less optimistic was, then. Twenty eighteen was not a Fuck was not like... a wonderful time, uh, but twenty twenty is proving to be a, a real a real bruh moment, as the kids are saying. I mean, we fucking we totally flip flopped because in 2018 I was like, "Fuck this," and now with COVID 2020 goggles, I'm like, "Dude, Solo's fine." <laughs> I'm like, "The world's falling apart." I'm like, "Solo's good." Fuck everybody. Like <laughs> the the damn boy just wants to get some coaxium. <laughs> well, damn boy, quick. fly the Falcon. Luke, use this use this energy to go back to uh, go back to fucking uh, Revenge Last of the Jedi. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, and and I, the pump last it. Jedi I was soured on so greatly. I'll go back soon. Man, honestly, um, I'm I'm having I a. I love you all, Star Wars. Every and every every installment, I love it all. It's just you know, I'm everybody a... has thoughts. It's a tough fan base, and I don't want to be toxic. I'm having a stroke right now. I I literally can't remember the name of the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie. I'm trying so hard. I'm getting. I I literally just thought... think of the iconic line. Just think of the iconic line. I will, I will destroy the last, the last Jedi. Jedi. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I will have killed the last Jedi. <laughs> 
Uh, oh all man, right. I'm liking that. Hey, Good line. well, hey, so you were talking about the the like just another for thing. every porg, there's bad dialogue. Oh, sorry, just another thing that Solo doesn't get going for it. I mean, not to I, at this point, I feel like we've pretty we spent we've, we've buried it. Yeah, we've buried it. We we've both spent no time talking about Solo and as much time as we could possibly spend talking about Solo. Um, but that's uh, part of the draw, baby. It's yeah, part but, of the bad movie brunch guarantee. Another oh. another thing, another thing they fuck up. Uh, original trilogy, and th- I think this is ultimately the line between, for me, a Star Wars movie that I can go back and watch, and a Star Wars movie that I absolutely can't. Um, they are not, like that. I feel no solid relationships or friendships that like form in this movie. Woody Harrelson's mentorship relationship with with Han confuses the hell out of me. I'm thinking back to like this one bit of advice where he's like, "Listen, don't get attached to that girl." And he goes, "You were attached to a girl." And he says, "I wasn't." And like that's the exchange and it's it's mind-boggling. Um the Amelia yes, Clark character yes, is play, you know, is playing Han the whole time. Uh to an extent, it's unclear if like there's any regret there really by the end, but like it's a weird like couple, like every scene that happens in the in the reshoot dome with uh, with the vision has a weird fucking vibe to it. Um, like no one who is likable or has good chemistry with the lead makes it through the movie, in my opinion, for longer than like a quarter or a third of the movie total, right? Like. Lando excluded, but that's just Donald Glover's charisma dealing with what was like a like a an almost untenable situation as an actor. Um, like the uh, no solid crew ever forms. We start to form a crew, half of it gets annihilated. We start to form another crew. It's not particularly filled with chemistry. The chemistry is bad, Luke. It's bad chemistry. There's no covalence. No, Luke, no, it's no. bad chemistry. And then we hey, man. we walk out of it and the Woody Harrelson character terminates himself in a very cowboy way that just feels hollow. These weird like rebels that have been following them around the whole time briefly reveal themselves and and one of them is like a uh, a young woman, but the rest have no characterization. And the young woman, frankly, has no characterization other than to say rebel Alliance is out there and it's got lots of different faces. It's not all of the weird, like French croissant hat wearing guys you remember from a new hope or like, you know, general, general stuff like that. It's, you know, it's all sorts of shapes and sizes, but there's no, real camaraderie in this movie there's no original three type friendships there's no lando in the mix to really really make it fun like poe finn rose a lot of people are very critical of these characters in the new series i love these characters even rose even rose because there's heart there and they they get along and it's fun to watch them get along and there's just none of that in this movie. It's it's soul crushing at points watching this these not friends have a not adventure. 
I haven't really, I never really saw big three levels in the new trilogy either. To be honest with you, I think Ro- I'm, I'm fine with Rose Tico. I think Rose Tico got more characterization in her in her one mo- uh, shining movie than Finn got in a trilogy. To be honest, fair uh, point. So like. Like I mean, Jesus Christ! I I felt nothing t- with those characters by the end of it. I still love them individually, and again, like Star Wars, till I die. But I don't think there's you're, you're they're just they're just never gonna find that. Uh, that Isn't it three Buck is, Wild is they were gonna kill off gone. Oscar Isaac in seven? It's stupid because he's the best. But you know his character got. I mean, they just couldn't find. That's another. They just couldn't find a thread. The tones are crazy. Like you have Poe Dameron, who's a fucking hero in the first one, and then they kind of like soil the shit out of him in the second one. And then by the third one, it's like the second one didn't happen. Sort of weird retcon. I don't know, man. But here's what I will say. Let me leave you with an optimistic guarantee. Uh, last thoughts on Solo, is that Solo a Star, a Star Wars story? I promise you, is some kids favorite star wars movie oh um that's their favorite movie so i hope it's the um, kid from the not, end yeah, of last again, jedi like maybe not even favorite star wars maybe just their favorite movie um just like when we were little and uh you know attack of the clones was our favorite fucking movie grant and that movie sucks and we love it and i love it well so, luke that that honestly that is a, a beautiful sentiment and i'm very glad that you shared it with me because it does um help the the bitter taste in my mouth and in 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 these in these unsure times yeah in these uh, in these need, unsure we need, times we need we need that way we need to think that way luke if this is my last like log and testament because i'm starting to get the the headache again where i don't know if it's coronavirus or anxiety oh god um, i'm hoping the latter yeah yeah me too uh i just want to say Thank you for having me on this. It's been my dream to be on Bad Movie Brunch. Um, <laughs> and I hope in these in these COVID days uh, that you can bring me on again to talk about my personal pick. That's right. It's the straight-to-DVD Bionicle movies. Let's go. Let's oh, yes. <laughs> talk about that. Oh, my God. Bring on, I, love you. I love that you're calling your shot. The audience is going to beg for it now. Bring on, bring on friend of the show, Jake S. Wiseman. Get him watching those Bionicle movies. We're gonna get. We're gonna get it. Get it done. This this feels like this should be a separate limited series. I don't want to. I, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little signal here. So uh, that little that uh, that didn't spike how I wanted it to on the audio levels. But basically, if you want to cut this out, and I know you didn't want to cut much out. If you want to cut out just this ending bit and not have to commit to doing this, I'm going to be quiet for the next five seconds so that you have a chance to really just like get it out of here. So you do not have to commit to Bionicle, but you should, but you should do that though. Definitely. <laughs> That's it for bad movie brunch. I'm, I'm Luke Taylor. I'm Grant Whitaker. You have a good one folks. <laughs>